This episode of the Astro Powder Podcast is brought to you by Gama. Are you looking for a solution to coat your most difficult products with no touch-up? Then Gama's dynamic contouring equipment is the right solution for you. Unlike robotic coating, dynamic contouring offers greater flexibility without all the programming hassle while correctly positioning each powder gun to automatically coat your parts. For more information, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with Gamma. Hey all you powder coating fans, welcome to episode number 17 of the Ask Joe Powder Powdcast. Thanks for taking time to join us, we really appreciate your support. I'm your host, Joe Powder, aka Kevin Miller, and with me is my esteemed colleague, sidekick, and our own Luther Vandross vocal doppelganger, Nathan. He's Powder Coating Research Group's formulator, dude. I have no idea what that means. We also have with us a guest announcer, our intern, Gus White. Hey, everyone. We're broadcasting from Powder Coating Research Group studios in Columbus, Ohio. So, you know, the purpose of the Ask Joe Powder podcast is to bring news and technical know-how to the global powder coating community. Let's get it rolling. Before we do, I'd like to give a shout-out shout out. to Sue Ivancic, uh with Nordson Corporation. Sue recently announced her retirement from Nordson after 42 years with the company. Um, Sue's had an illustrious career, always done a great job for the industry. She's been involved with a number of really great things throughout her time. Most recently, she was on the Powder Coating Institute Board of Directors. And uh, for years before that, she had served on uh, PCI's Education Committee as a, as a chairperson. Um, she's also been involved with uh, training and teaching throughout her career, besides being an ACE customer value support person. hope I got that right. Anyway... She was integral in opening and managing the Nordson University, uh, which is committed to being a powder coating education center, um, which is, you know, backed by the, their company, Nordson, uh, and, and their uh, uh, resources and facilities. So great stuff, Sue. Sue, you've done a great job uh, for the industry and a heartfelt good luck with your future. I hope you enjoy your your retirement and uh, get some time to relax and enjoy life. Okay, now some news in our Guess What segment. Guess What? All right, our first piece of news comes from Business Wire. Uh, PPG introduce, is introducing their new PPG Envirocron heat sense powder coating for heat sensitive wood and composite applications uh it's a technology for wood wood composites 
like MDF, um, hardwood, plywood, and similar products. They say the coating can cure in as few as five minutes at 250 degrees F, which is 121C, I believe. And it can be either a one or two coat process, and it can be cured in convection or infrared. Of course, they say it's fully reclaimable, cost-effective, efficient, no VOCs, but that's, you know, describing powder coatings in general. Uh, do you know, did that come from their recent acquisition or yeah you know nate that's a good good point um you know this this really coincides quite well with uh ppg's fairly recent acquisition of alpha coatings uh and people that know alpha coatings that was the brain child of good friend uh jenna muthaya who you know started the company probably about 15 closer to 20 years ago in the chicago area but one of the focuses of Geno's company, Alpha Coatings, was making custom technology, custom um, materials for the heat-sensitive type, uh, heat-sensitive substrate market. Uh, and uh, it, it looks to me like um, PPG's integrated uh, his technology and, and maybe augmented a little bit. But hey, hats off to Geno and the, and the folks at PPG. Yeah, and we've covered a lot of different, you know, technologies that have come out for heat-sensitive substrates, and this is just another one that's out there. It's commercial, it's available, and it exists. It's cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and here, an announcement from the Powder Coating Institute. They've decided to move their Powder Coating Week 2021 from February to April uh, 27th through 30th. That's at SeaWorld in Orlando, Florida. Uh, the powder coating week that the Institute does is they took a f- few of their different annual events and they put it all together into one week. So it's the Custom Coders Forum, it's the Powder Coating 101 Workshop, and the Powder Coating Technical Conference and Tabletop Exhibition. So they put them all in one place so people can go to one or all of them. It's kind of cool. Um, we'll see how the April date works out for them. It's seems like it might still be a little, bo- little early, but we'll keep paying attention to uh, their announcements and let everybody know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. For me, I think it's a little optimistic and, and, but we, you know, fingers crossed, we're hoping Everything works out for everybody, um, and uh, yeah, best of luck to the Powder Coating Institute. Um, you know, it's going to be a great program, and yeah, let's let's hope uh, by the time April rolls around, uh, we're living in a better world. Well, speaking of the Powder Coating Institute, they announced their 2021 Board of Directors and Executive Officers. Their um, current lineup is going to be. John Cole of Parker Ionics as president, Chris Merritt from Gamma USA as vice president, and Shelley Verdun from PPG as secretary slash treasurer. And the rest of the board of directors for 2021 are Greg Dawson, Rick Gaiman, Marty Karecki, John Sudges, Tom Whalen, Paul West, and Mike Withers. 
It's now time for our Q&A portion of the podcast. Do you have a question? Ask Joe Powder. Well, you can ask him. Ask Joe Powder. He has the answer. That old answer. Powder coding. It's the Ask Joe Powder podcast. All right. Our first question comes from Ahmet Ozkan from Turkey. He says, hey, Joe, I'm looking for a degassing agent for low temperature cure powder coating. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Okay. Uh, Ahmet, hey, thanks for your question. And. And uh, yeah, we realize you're kind of excited, but you know, there's really no need for a triplicate and exclamation points. But you know, we we absolutely enjoy your enthusiasm. Uh, but let's get on to your question. You're asking for a degassing agent. And I'm going to talk a little bit about degassing and also outgassing or offgassing, and make that important distinction. But you're asking for a degassing agent, which would be in your formulation. So. Let's break it down. Degassing agents can be used for a variety of phenomena. Uh, some gassing is related to the expulsion of air, which is present between powder particles, and as they fuse and form a film, uh, this interstitial air is released. And uh, if if it's not mitigated by a degassing agent, then you get what we call in the industry. Uh, pinholes, which are unsightly and, and could, could be considered a defect. Um, in addition to this air release during the film formation of a powder coating, uh, some cure chemistries uh, emit volatiles, believe it or not. Um, you know, polyurethanes for sure. Um, also the uh, hydroxyalkyl amide cured polyesters, you know, also known as uh, primid type cure or non-TGIC. And in addition, there's a small amount of moisture that is normally present in powders that uh, actually is uh, emitted during the, the melt and flow phase. So um, degassing agents are essential, I would say, in all powder coating formulations. Um, the other scenario that needs to be considered um, is the expulsion of vapors or gas from substrates. And in this case, we're talking about uh, cast metal parts, certainly galvanizing, um, and some other types of metallized um, steel. Um, and this is commonly referred to as off-gassing, or in some, some people call it outgassing. So a different set of degassing agents work for these phenomena. So... For the first thing I talked about, degassing from just kind of incidental emissions from a powder during its formation, uh, benzoin is the go-to compound. It works very well uh, for this type of uh, function, um, and it does a great job. It's, it's relatively low cost and works at a low concentration. Now, your question was for a low-bake powder coating, and you know by that I think we're we're uh, we're talking about you know this less than maybe 130 C type baked powder coatings. Um, benzoin will benzoin. not work, uh, and, and the reason for that is the melt point of benzoin, benzoin is 132 degrees C, so it just doesn't work unless it's actually melted uh, to do its job. So hence, you need to consider more specialized proprietary products from some of your powder coating additive suppliers, and I would recommend um, Estron, 
which has a presence in North America, but in uh, the rest of the world, I believe their partner, Worley, Worley Chemicals, have uh, some products. They're known as OxyMelts. That's their product line. Uh, in addition, Troycorp has a, a, a pretty neat degassing agent that works for low temperature cure materials. It's called PowderMate. I believe it's 542 DG. Yeah, DG. wonder what that stands for. And and you also may want to consult with the people from BIC, which in Germany, Germany it's actually pronounced Buch. Buch. Okay. All right. Now, as for the off-gassing or, you know, called it out-gassing uh, from porous substrates, the secret sauce is actually based on a wax. And what happens here is these waxes, uh, they melt during the melt phase of the powder coating and they stay soft and we'd say open during the melt and cure cycle. And because of this, uh, it allows the volatiles from the substrate to actually evolve through the coating and more or less repair itself uh, before the coating is completely cured. Um, so pretty, pretty neat stuff. And uh, again, these additive companies, uh, they have recommendations and they all work very well. So I hope this uh, explains some of the magic of formulating powder coating technology. Uh, so with kind regards, Joe Powder. And now a word from our sponsors. Gamma's Optiflex Pro Manual Gun uses power boost technology, which gives you the industry's highest charging power at 110,000 volts and 110 microamps, allowing for faster and more efficient powder coating. We're handing you more power, more quality, and more control. For a demonstration, call 877 437 6771. Once again, that's 877 437 6771. And be sure to mention Ask Joe sent me. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with Gamma. Powder Coating Research Group is a proud sponsor of the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. PCR is the only independent laboratory dedicated to powder coating technology. We do everything from raw material evaluation, formulating the next generation of coatings, new product development, testing, troubleshooting, training, and consulting. To find out more, visit our website at powdercoatingresearch.com, or you can email Kevin Biller at kevinbiller at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening to the Astro Powder Podcast. Our next question is from Joel Menchaca from Houston, Texas. He says, Afternoon, Joe. I had a question about powder coating. What's the best powder coating primer to use as a base coat on fencing outdoor iron rails? We then apply a gloss black as a top coat. We use zinc-rich primer as our base, but the top coat and base is starting to peel off. Thanks. Morning, Joel. Wow. Sounds like a serious problem. Um, you know, using a zinc primer over over steel rails um, should be okay as your base coat, um, you know, also, you know, known as your primer. But it's very important for it to be processed properly. So, number one, 
Please ensure that these iron rails are properly prepared before applying the primer. That's a lot of peas. Um, by proper preparation, um, I'm referring to first removing all the oils and soils, then preparing the metal for the best adhesion of the primer. Um, the oils and soils can be either removed by a solvent wipe and acetone, acetone. as well, or an alkaline cleaner followed by a clean water rinse. Um, Pre-treating the metal is next, and it could be accomplished either by media blasting, and remember, use only clean media, uh, or you can use a chemical pretreatment such as an iron phosphate or perhaps a, a newer zirconium-based um, solution. Clean this with a, a deionized water rinse, and you should have a very good surface for, for the primer to adhere to the metal. After applying the primer, it's wise to partially cure, or you might know, say gel the powder. Uh, best top coat adhesion is achieved over an incompletely cured primer. So reduce the recommended primer bake by about 50% and then proceed to your top coating process. Um, then bake the top coated rails uh, per the recommended powder bake. Make sure that you're getting the metal up to temperature before you start the clock on your cure time, uh, which should be, uh, should be easily found in the product data sheet provided by your powder coating supplier. Um, if you're still having adhesion issues after taking these uh, types of measures, what I'd recommend is switching to a non-zinc primer. Um, I, I'm not, I've never been a real big fan of zinc primers. Um, you know, they work well, but they're, they're kind of um, finicky when it comes to uh, performance and they're high density and hard to reclaim and whatever. But anyway, there are a number of non-zinc, some, some product name called Zero Zinc, but non-zinc primers that work just as well. Uh, they spray better. You get better coverage per pound or per kilo of powder because the specific gravity is lower. Um, we've developed some of these in our laboratory, and we see excellent corrosion resistance, uh, even compared to zinc-rich primers. So I'd give them uh, give them a shot and see if they uh, solve your problem. But probably the most important thing to think about before you you know make any changes is make sure that the metal is very well cleaned and pre-treated within uh, specification uh, and, and get the, the right cure on your system uh, before you start making changes. So best of luck, Joe. Before we wrap up, let's fill you in on upcoming events. Hey friends, where are we going? To an upcoming event. And as we mentioned before, the powder coating week is moved to April of 2021. So if you want to check that out, it's in Orlando. China Coat 2020 is going virtual. They're holding, simultaneously holding an in-person event in Guangzhou, December 8th through 10th. Um, but they're also having a virtual component that you can tune into remotely if you feel better about that. The European Coating Show is postponed to September 2021 they had originally talked about having it in march but just overall safety concerns and 
discussion amongst the uh, stakeholders there. They decided to schedule it for the 14th through 16th of September 2021. A few more here. The DSCT Focus. That's in Plymouth, Michigan. That's May 6th, 2021. Paint and Coatings is Barcelona, Spain, uh, the 1st and 2nd of June, 2021. The Eastern Coatings Show in Atlantic City, New Jersey, is the 9th through 11th of June, 2021. Okay. Um you know, before we, we sign off, I uh, just want to mention that you can also catch the Ask Joe Powder question and answer column in print and also on the websites of Powder Coated Tough Magazine, which is the publication by the Powder Coating Institute. Um, it's a regular column in every issue of PPCJ, which is the Polymers Paint and Color Journal. They also have it, of course, on their website. Uh, and... Under the Finishing Flash tab with Paint and Coatings Industry, PCI Magazine, uh, on their website. You can find us online at askjoepowder.com. If you want to know about new episodes when they come out, you can subscribe on any of your podcast apps. That's the Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google. We actually were just added to Amazon. So if you use Audible or um you know, your Amazon home spying on you device, you can get it there. We have a YouTube channel and uh, Twitter, which is at AKA Joe powder. And if you want to a- ask a question, the email address is ask Joe powder at yahoo.com, or you can call and leave a message at country code one four, seven, eight to ask Joe. That's one four, seven, eight, Two two seven five five six three. This has been a production of the Powder Coating Research Group. Original music, editing, and putting echo on the word Benzoin by Nick Page. Mbop a dupadapa doop. Yibidapow mbop a dupadapa yeah. And remember, keep your powder dry, my friend. Thank you for listening to the Astro Powder Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Gama. Synchronized monitoring and control of your entire automated process is the core of Gama's Magic Control 4.0 data management systems, with options like line management, offering deeper insight into productivity and consumption, or energy management, allowing you to monitor and save both energy and air consumption, or batch management, offering tracking of powder used to coat production batches. Gama provides the very best in technology and connectivity for smarter factory automation. To learn more about Gamma's Magic Control 4.0 data management systems, visit completeitwithgamma.com. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with Gamma. That's a wrap. Cool. I have a great idea for the outtake for this that I'm probably going to have to make multiple versions of before one of them will be approved. (laughs) Okay. I'll leave it up to you. You do a good job. I think Nathan will like it, but you won't. I don't care. I don't care either. <laughs> I honestly don't care. Yeah.
Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable within my... Uh, All right. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe I'll include this and just cut directly into that at the end after you've already given me your free endorsement. Right. That's fine. <clears throat> yeah. oh, Glad you have material this time. So what gets you mad this time, Joe? What gets me mad? Okay, I'll tell you what gets me mad. Uh, and you know, th- this is a prevailing theme in our uh, life. We're talking about the expulsion of air from my but The other scenario that needs to be considered um, is the expulsion of vapors or gas from my but And this is commonly referred to as off-gassing, or in some, some people call it out-gassing. And in addition, there's a small amount of moisture that is normally actually is uh, emitted during the number one performance, kind of incidental emissions from the secret sauce. Wow, sounds like a serious problem. That's a lot of peas. And because of this, uh, it allows the volatiles from my but. I've never been a real big fan. I'm referring to first removing all the oils and soils from my, but and they stay soft. The oils and soils can be either removed by a solvent wipe, clean this with a, a deionized water rinse. You know they work well, but they're they're kind of um, finicky when it comes to uh, performance and they're high density and hard to reclaim and whatever. But anyway, my but. Very well cleaned and pre-treated within uh, specification. Uh, they spray better. You get better coverage per pound or per kilo because the specific gravity is lower from my, but 